read my lips. Happy Mother's Day! I did say second service is like a party. Well, no wonder. I'm just up here flapping my mouth and you have no idea what I'm saying. So, of course you're going to keep talking. Well, good morning. I'm so glad you're here with us today. We have such a special day ahead. I hope that you have been appreciated already, moms. You're so dear to us and so precious to us. I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, we do have a couple of announcements. I'm Christine. This is my buddy TJ. Um, first off, I hope that today you really will leave this place feeling loved, whether you're a mom or not. I hope today you know how loved you are. TJ has an announcement for us. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm TJ. I'm the intern in Satellite Ministries for Young Adults. And um, we have an awesome summer camp coming up this summer called Satellite Summer Ski Wake and Surf. Um, we take a group of young adults. We go to the Delta, um, and we go wakeboarding, tubing on boats throughout the entire week. And uh, we have a strong spiritual emphasis with worship and a message. Um, and it's just an awesome camp that I'm going to be a part of, and it's going to be super fun. Um, we have a discount month called May Days. It's going to be 145 this month, and after this month, the price increases to 175 So make sure to sign up. There's a limited number of spots, um, and it's going to be super awesome. So if you know any young adults that want to go, just let them know. Um, but while I have this microphone in front of me and I have this awesome opportunity, I'm going to take it to recognize my mom for the awesome amount of love she provides in my life and the amazing, amazing support she provides in multiple ways through all my aspirations. So thank you for your time. Thank you, TJ. Now, we have some very, very special young people that we would like to highlight this morning. Pastor John and Eric DeHaan have some words to share with us. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day, mothers. We have uh, a great group of kids behind us. There are 11 total. Nine of them are actually here with us. And these are sixth graders in Awana. And they have been, uh, they are, they have received the other night the uh, prestigious award called the Timothy Award. And that award is an accumulation of 432 verses that they have learned over the last four years. This is no slouch work. This is hard work, and they have accomplished it. And so Pastor John is going to congratulate them as I read their names off. Aubrey Kaminsky, Callista Mosier, Brooklyn Robb, Joel Arnold, Justin, Justin Canaday, Noah, good job. Noah Nichols, Caden Saltzman, Colton Sumwalt, and Michael Weaver. The, the two that could not be here with us this morning are Caden McKercher and Emily Ogden, but uh, Thank you to the parents of these children or these students for encouraging them, and thanks to their Awana leaders for the hard work and the help that they have given them. Thank you very much. All right, while they're exiting the stage, why don't we stand together? The song is called Shine a Light. It's a new song. How many of you know that we are a city on a hill and we got to shine his light, amen? I know that. <laughs> Let's put our hands together. 
That's a little preview for you. We'll sing it again here later. <laughs> Why don't we turn and greet one another this morning? Nothing's better on Mother's Day than the dedication of a, a parents and a little boy unto the Lord. This is CJ and Stephanie Chesser with James Michael. Hold him up there, CJ. Yeah. Can you see him from over there? <laughs> Beautiful, thanks, CJ. <laughs> I'm going to read to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. And they were bringing children to him, that is, Jesus, that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased. And he said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands upon them. You know, little has changed since in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel, when Hannah and Elkanah brought little Samuel to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. Or Mary and Joseph, when Jesus was just an infant and brought him to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. 
And so today you are doing the same, dedicating little James Michael unto the Lord and dedicating yourselves to maintain a home where Jesus is honored and God's word is treasured. So in this, we join you. And as God guides you and, and guides James, and I could mention your other heifern, our prayer for you is that you will grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. CJ and Stephanie recognizing the dignity and responsibility of being a parent and of your dependence on God to fulfill your duties. Do you now dedicate James Michael to God and solemnly covenant to strive by precept, by example, and association with God's church to train your son, little James Michael, to love God and his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord? If so, say we do. Having dedicated James to God, do you also consecrate yourselves to Christ and in the spirit of this covenant to inspire Christ-likeness in James' life, in your home and in his rearing? If so, say we do. Having heard these vows and sacred assurances, as a minister of Christ, I joyously and with earnest prayer, I commend James to the gracious keeping of God, our Heavenly Father. He's not going to remember this day, but tell him often. He'll remember that. He'll never forget that. And it will mean so much to him. Will you uh, stand with me and let's stand in solidarity as we, as we pray for James and for his parents, CJ and Stephanie. Heavenly Father, we join hands and hearts, as it were, in great joy and thanksgiving when we commend CJ and Stephanie and James to you in prayer. Enable them and empower them with your love and grace. Encourage them. Assure them of your sure and unseen work in their lives to bring about your beautiful purposes and plans for them. Guide them with your strong and loving hand. May they grow to love you and trust you more and more each and every day. And may they experience the joy of your care from sunrise to sunset and every hour of every day. You never leave nor forsake us. And Father, all we who are standing, we pray that you would grant us to know your divine opportunities, that we might add encouragement to them in word and deed, and do so with your blessing and with your tenacious love. Help us all to be good and alert trustees of your children. It's a privilege to inspire and invest in your people and in others, and in especially in little children. We love you, Father, and we pray this in Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. God bless you. Stand back together.
light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Waking up to another life. No more sorrow, no more night. Girl, the light, let it shine now. Let it shine now. Burning bright, cause we're not
before you with open hearts this morning, God. We bless your name, God. Speak to us. Sing worthy.
Well, good morning again to you all. Well, I have a very special guest with us today, and if you have not had an opportunity to get to know my dear friend, Evelyn Barrett, then I'm going to encourage you today, do not let this girl slip past you without getting to know her. She is 90 years young. She is a firecracker. So, let me tell you what, if you want to hear a good story, she remembers a lot more than I do. You'll get details like nothing else. But this woman is not just a fun firecracker. Are you on? Yes, you are. <laughs> she has so much wisdom. And I would hate for us to neglect the godly people in our midst that have more maturity than us and have a lot of wisdom and not take time to get to know them because there's so much to learn. Now, if you didn't know this, Evelyn is a charter member, which means she is the queen mother of Grace Community Church. Yes. Yes. Okay. She was here at the birth of Grace Community Church. So there's some great stories that she has shared with me about the beginning and about the startup. And one of those is a time when we did not have any kind of children's church, as she calls it, junior church. So Evelyn, tell the people a little bit about that call for you from the Lord about junior church. Yeah. Well. And hold this up so they can hear me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been warned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we started, and we're still over... No, we had just moved in here in 82. And uh, Pastor Westbrook, he didn't like anything going on when he was preaching, and he wanted to get the kids into a junior church. And so, and I'd been working with uh, elementary kids ever since I was a Christian, so... Uh, but I was busy, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't volunteer. I didn't. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, there were several steps I felt like we had to go into. But anyhow, uh, one night, the good Lord woke me up, and he says, Evelyn, Time is wasting. We got to get the junior church started. And right away I noticed he didn't say, Evelyn, you're wasting your time. He said, time is wasting. But that meant me too. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I said, oh, uh, I don't know about that. I said, you know, little children kind of make me nervous when I'm trying to. <laughs> you know. And he said, uh, don't set them with their brothers and sisters. Set them with their, don't set them with their friends, but set them with their brothers and sisters because they've seen enough of the brothers and sisters and they'll be quiet. 
that's just my little thought. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, what an experience. Did you do it? I, I said, okay, but what am I going to preach, preach on? What materials am I going to use? You don't have to have anything but the Bible. That's what he told me. You only have to have the Bible. Let the children use their imagination. So, when you hear it from the Lord's mouth, <laughs> you're afraid not to. <laughs> and how long? And how long did you do it? Well, and he said to to uh, work with them until summer. And at that time, we had a cabin at Wiltonia, so I thought, oh, he's going to give me a summer off. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, last of May, I had my first cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow, before the next 10 years were over, I had five cancers at, at different times. And look at you now. You're still going strong. Yes. Now, what the beautiful thing is, the beautiful thing about that story is she heard the call. She did have some fear, but she still did it and was faithful and obedient. And I told her, imagine the children that heard those messages during that time. We never know where they ended up or where they're at now, but how beautiful that God could use her as that blessing in their lives. And it's an encouragement for us. If he's calling us to do something, to not be afraid, but to do it, right? Yeah. One, another thing I'm going to stick in here, it might okay. take a minute. But anyhow, uh, when we first started, we were at the Adventist church on Saturday. And uh, when they first started, they said, Evelyn, uh, do you know how to make coffee? And I said, oh, yeah, I, I make coffee. But they didn't let us stewed coffee, brew it. It wouldn't let us brew coffee. We had to have water and then put the, like whatever you want to put in the water of, of a... Coffee grounds? No, no, no. Instant. Oh, instant. Instant. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we're in, reminiscing about bad times at church now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of brings to my mind. Yeah. Now, what would you say to our moms out there? What would tip would you give them on the thing they need the most for motherhood? Oh, patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patience, patience, patience. That's right. And I wish we had so much more time because I know there's so many questions we could ask. But if you were to encourage our congregation, Evelyn, what would you share with them? How can you encourage them? Who am I encouraging? This whole crew. Oh, stick with us. We're going to eventually get into a new building, and we're going to have fun, fun, fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, Evelyn. Now, I do want to say we have opportunities. There's always opportunities to get to know one another at this church. And in the summer, we'll be meeting once a month um, as ladies at Panera Bread and hanging out. And Evelyn came last summer and hung out with us. And it was just so wonderful to get to know her and to hear her love for the Lord and her faith. And I would encourage you all to reach out to one another, encourage one another, and get to know this girl right here. Thank you so much. stand together and sing this song.
singing out just the voices. beautiful song. Please join me in prayer this morning. Lord Jesus, you are our cornerstone. Lord, without you, when the storms would come, our house would come crashing down. But because we build our lives upon you, the rock, that when the storms come, we will stand. As the song said, when the end comes, we stand in your righteousness. We are faultless before your throne because of you, Jesus, because you died for our sins, and because in you we have forgiveness and we have eternal life and hope in you. But we place everything upon you because we have no chance without you, our cornerstone. So we praise you and we thank you this morning that we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It's in you, Lord, that we have these things. And Lord, we thank you for so much blessing that you've given to us. And this morning on this wonderful day that we celebrate mothers, we want to say thank you for the blessing of mothers, that you've given us such wonderful women in our lives to be such blessings to us. And so we want to bless your name for the gift of mothers. And Lord, as we give of our tithes and offerings to you, these gifts that we want to, again, say we praise you, we worship you, we thank you for all the blessings that you have given to us. We hope that we bless your name by giving of these to praise you and to say you are our God, you are great, and we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.
So good morning, church family. Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, we'd also want to say that there are, looking out here, there are so many spiritual moms, you women who serve in Sunday school, youth group leaders, just awesome Christ-like examples. Happy Mother's Day to all. And this morning, I'm, first of all, I should say, I'm Jared Irvine, pastor of junior high. Up here with me, we have Stephen Elliott, pastor of high school, and we have some awesome junior high students and high school students. And last year, we had elementary students, so precious, share about their mom. We felt a little left out, I guess. Yeah? A little bit? We wanted to do it. We're like, hey, we want to say awesome things about our moms. So (laughs) this is the chance to do that this morning. We have some amazing students, and I'll let them introduce themselves to you this morning. My name is Micah Nadler, and I'm in eighth grade, and my mom, my mom's name is Lauren Adler. Um, my name is Emma Hastings. I'm an eighth grader. Um, my mom's name is Therese Hastings. My name is Nick Patton. I'm a 12th grader, and my mom's name is Liz Patton. My name is Jackie Mays. I am a junior at Tulare Union High School, and my mom is Jill Mays. Well, I got a few questions for you. We both do. Uh, what is some, first question, what is something that your mom always says to you? Like, what is something you hear repeated a lot in your house? Well, almost um, every morning, my mom always tells me that she loves me and that Jesus loves me too. One thing my mom always tells me is, um, I love you and then go to bed. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom, she always says to me and my sisters, she always tells us that she loves us to the moon and back. So one thing my mom always says to me is, you can do it or you got this, just whatever I'm going into, she just always encourages me and lets me know that she supports me and loves me. Awesome. Um, I'm not trying to embarrass moms, but what is something that's funny? We're trying to embarrass moms. Okay, we're okay. (laughs) Something that's funny that might surprise us about your, your mom. Well, when me and my siblings were younger, she would read bedtime stories to us, and like halfway through the story, she would just fall asleep <laughs> on us, and we didn't understand. We just went with it and woke her up. And so. <laughs> so one funny thing my mom always does is she has somehow has this talent that she'll just come up with some silly voices or some sort of random silly song for anything or any situation, and it always gets stuck in our heads, and yeah, I can remember tons of them, so... My mom, whenever a popular 80s song will turn on, she automatically will become a professional dancer. (laughs) (laughs) So we were kind of talking about this at the last service, but um, I think it's kind of a mom's superpower. They can smell everything. So, like, all the dirty soccer bags and everything, (laughs) she always thinks something's burning, but it's never, nothing's ever burning. But she smells everything. Your soccer bags smell like they're burning? Oh, man. You should should watch those, Jackie. So how do you see your your mom model Christ-likeness in your house? Or how how do you see her just just living like like Christ lives? Well, I see my mom, how, how she lives like Christ is through her kindness and unfailing love towards me and my family and all the other people she comes in contact with. I see my mom model Christ-likeness through her sacrifices in our family and um, through her job as well because um, she's just always helping people and making sure that people are 
um, having their best day. And yeah, my mom shows her Christ likeness by always just encouraging me and my siblings on our walk with Christ. So my mom shows Christ likeness by actively going out and searching for those opportunities when she can really serve others and put others before herself and her needs, and she just really embodies what Christ likeness is to others by serving them in that way. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, one more for me is what is something that is similar about you and your mom, or and uh, what is different? Well, something me and my mom have in common is that we both don't have anything to do with horror movies or anything scary, so when my family's watching a horror movie, we just go in the other bedroom, but, <laughs> and something different I say is that I like to play video games, and she particularly won't even touch it, so. <laughs> so, my mom and I are really similar people, and just a couple similarities are that we are not morning people, so don't bother us in the morning. Um, and we're kind of a little more quiet and reserved to ourselves, and we like to think very thoroughly about things. And a difference is that I love to stay up late. I'm kind of a night owl, and she's all about that going to bed early life. <laughs> My mom and I are very similar, to, um, but if I had to pick one thing, I would say we are both very organized. Um, one difference is that I am slightly taller than she is. So one similarity that me and my mom have kind of found out over the years is that we both like to take quiet time and to relax and read a book and just like get away from the busyness of life and make sure that we have time for ourselves to make sure that we're all organized and our life is intact. <laughs> I know you could, last question for me, is uh, I, I know that you, we could be up here all day talking about you know, answering this question, but, but what's, what's one thing that you just really love and appreciate most about your, about your mom? Well, what I love and appreciate about my mom is that <coughs> she is very kind to me and loving towards me and is there for me in times of trouble and just encourages me in my um, roughest times in life. I think on top of just being a great mom, I really appreciate that my mom takes the time to listen and um, to make sure that she knows how my day went and everything about my busy life so that she can be a, a true part in making myself um, better and, yeah. I really appreciate how my mom, she always makes time for me and my siblings, even though we are all very busy, she always finds time to hear about our day. So what I really appreciate about my mom is that she really does support me in all my endeavors and everything that I do. Through all my triumphs and failures, she's always there to let me know that she's proud of me and that she always loves me no matter what. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And again, church, we love you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. God bless you guys this day. Good morning, happy Mother's Day. I'm going to talk a little bit about first or Second Timothy chapter one verse five. I'm not going to read it to you, but you can look at it. I want to show you some pictures to begin with. These are photographs taken by Edward Steichen. He lived from 1879 to 1973. 
He's uh, regarded as one of the greatest uh, 20th century photographers. Why I'm talking about Edward Steichen on Mother's Day is the fact that uh, if it weren't for his mother, it's said that he would have quit before he ever got started. In 1895, at the young age of 16, he bought a secondhand Kodak box camera and began to teach himself photography. Of his first 50 photos, only one turned out a portrait of his sister at the piano. His father's doubt, he thought it a poor showing, was met with his mother's enthusiasm. She thought the photograph of his sister was beautiful and that that one photograph, she thought, compensated for the other 49. In other words, it was his mother that encouraged him to stick with his new hobby. It was his mother that, uh, in a sense, led him to continue to do photography the rest of his life, which he did. And she, in a sense, gave him the eyes that he himself did not have, nor did his father. The eyes, you could even say, of faith. Moms do that. She gave him faith, her faith in him in his possibilities she gave to him. Is that not something like Paul is doing as he writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy, the opening chapter? He brings up Timothy's mother and grandmother. Uh, I think it's, you might like this. Uh, mother is mater, but Grandmother is Mammy. But he brings up Timothy's mother and grandmother. And then Paul says, and he's the closest thing to Timothy's father. He says, I'm sure their faith now lives in you. Yeah, sometimes it's translated dwell. But that means that's where you live. Their faith is a living faith, and it's something that they can give. They can pass it on if someone's willing to grab it, if someone's willing to treasure it. In a way, uh, Paul says, Timothy, I see their faith in you. I see their faith in you. Faith has that power to create faith. It's like throwing a ball. Edward Steichen's mother threw a ball of faith at him, and he caught it. And it changed the course of his life at that point, or steadied it, or continued it. And in a way, Timothy caught the ball his mother threw to him. That ball was thrown to his mother, by his grandmother. Anyone, you see, can throw a ball of faith. Some balls are good, some are bad. 
Some are about faith in yourself. Now, the best ones are about faith in Jesus. They represent faith in Jesus. Timmy, Paul writes, I see their faith in you. Their sincere faith. That's something we don't always catch because it's used of Timothy before he goes on to talk about that living faith that was in his grandmother first and in his mother and that now lives in him. And Paul says, I'm sold on the fact. Sometimes it's said, I'm sure or I'm convinced. Paul knows that faith of theirs has found root and life and fruit in Timothy's, but it's a sincere faith. And why is sincere so important? Well, sincere, we translate a word that means without hypocrisy. In fact, the word we translate hypocrisy means mask or actor. The very word hypocrite or hypocrisy comes, really, it just sounds like the Greek word for actor, playing a part. And that's what Paul is saying. He says, your faith is real. Uh, What's on the inside, I can see. It's not a part you're playing. You're not acting at this, this is something that's real to you. I know this kind of faith firsthand. I would not be speaking to you. I would not be speaking of faith now if it were not for my mother and her sincere faith, her faith without posturing, um, without fakery, without posing, a faith that really reflected her true inner attitude, and there in her true inner attitude, you could find Jesus, that faith. I caught it. She threw it with her life with her words, with her hopes, with her confidence, even the kinds of things we heard about this morning, those things can be an expression of a sincere faith. On Wednesday, January 30th at 10.06 a.m. in 2013, I got an email in my email box with the subject header, Just a Thought. It was a very short email, but it was from my dearest and longest friend, Scott. I'm going to read it at, at length, so give me your rapt attention. Try to hang in there till the end. Hi, John. You know, your mom would be very proud of you, Scott. I've never received that I... I can think of a more poignant blessing on my life. Just a thought. 
But I mean, think about that. Where does that thought come from? That you, uh, living miles apart now, not seeing each other, sometimes for months, sometimes two to three years, and out of the blue, just a thought that blesses my whole day, the balance of my life. Why? Because he pulled a pall on me. He invoked my mother. He invoked her faith to say something about me, about her faith in me and her faith in Jesus Christ. These things are all not just, you know, stuff that happens. Our lives are shaped by our belief in Jesus Christ, and all of our beliefs in him are hopes. Those beliefs are hopes. They're confidences. They're directions. They're things we hold on to in dark times and in storms. And they're things that we recognize in others. I mean, it just is like dust upon our worldview. These beliefs, this truth, this faith in Jesus, and it affects our words and our actions and our hopes and the things that we hope for the people around us that we love the way we look at the world, the way we respond to things that we can't control, as frustrating as we, they are, as sometimes immobilizing and mesmerizing as they are, we don't miss the opportunity to touch a life in our own home or at work or at school or wherever we are because we realize this faith makes a difference in the way we see other people and care for them and love them. And every judgment and evaluation we make, wow, your mom would be very proud of you. You see, that had such power because moms have power. You may not think it. You know very well that it's said the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Well, obviously, it doesn't rule the world in every case, but there's a mom behind every person on earth, behind every person. And what those people become are shaped, by and large, by mom. Moms have a tremendous influence. So you take... Just a thought, plus a mom, plus sincere faith, and you have life-shaping power. Life-shaping power. We're pretty familiar with Stan Lee um, of Marvel Comics fame, Captain America, Spider-Man, the Mighty Hulk, and all those other characters. He just died very recently. But he left some thoughts about his mom. Stan Lee wrote, My mother was the greatest mother in the world. She thought, notice, she thought, Oh, your thoughts are important? Oh, yes, they are. She thought, 
I was the greatest thing on two feet. I'd come home with a little composition I'd written at school, and she'd look at it and say, it's wonderful. You're another Shakespeare. That always makes me chuckle. <laughs> he goes on to say, I've always assumed I could do anything. It really is amazing how much that has to do with your attitude. You know, your attitude is the inner environment and atmosphere of your life. It's something that you can hide. You can conceal it. But when you have a sincere faith, that inner atmosphere, temperature, weather is exposed. And people see that there's a correspondence between what's on the inside, whether you call it in your soul or in your heart, what's on the inside, what makes you who you are, what makes you feel what you feel, what makes you say what you say and do what you do. When there's a correspondence between that and that outward life that people can see, that's a sincere faith. And when it's influenced by Jesus, I want you to know it has a great power. And when you are in positions of power like moms are and dads are and bosses and teachers and friends and pupils, and well, actually, if there's a relationship, you are in a position of power and you can have an influence on other people. You can have an influence with your faith. You can breathe into them. Or maybe the better analogy is you can toss them some encouragement. You can toss them some hope. You can toss them some love. Because all of those things are ours in Jesus Christ. And they're all expressions of faith. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, kindness we have that power in every relationship but some of us have greater positions of power so I see that faith in you Paul says is it a faith in Jesus that people see in you? Is it a sincere faith? Does your inner attitude toward Jesus show up? And if it does, how? That's something to think about. If you are a mom, you have a superpower. Your importance as mom gives you great power, life-shaping influence. And as I said, if you're a father, a sister, a friend, a teacher, a teammate, relationship gives you power. So think about that. Just thoughts. A mom or a relationship that you belong to and a sincere faith. That leads to people saying, I see that faith in you. I see that faith in you. Will you stand with me?
I'm going to pray for us. Today is Mother's Day. I hope all of you enjoy a happy mother. That means that your moms are happy and you're happy in their presence. I mean, you know, happy wife, happy life, happy mom, happy life. Hope you all have a wonderful day together as you celebrate moms. But let me pray for you now. Heavenly Father, thank you for your life in ours, your love in ours. You come to us and we're, we're broke. We don't have a cent to our name. We're on the streets. We're on our knees begging, and you give us everything. Father, help us to give that everything away to others because we have faith in you. Bless our moms. Thank you for one another. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and your, the work of your Holy Spirit. We praise you, Father, and we do it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Happy Mother's Day.